Hey there, my lovelies. Tim Clare here. Yes, the one off the podcast. This is another two-player episode, this time with the shrewd, discerning and generous Anne Morgan. Just a heads up that I recorded these in London and the sound quality is a bit iffy. Sorry, I'm learning. I've now got a full home rig, so in future we should be back to the rich, sonorous tones you've grown to take for granted. Thank you so much to everyone who's shared the podcast. I'm a small fledgling podcaster and so your shares make a disproportionately huge difference to the audience that I manage to reach. I'll do my best to live up to your good faith. And please, please keep sharing and sending in your extracts. I can only keep going as long as we have a healthy supply of first pages in the hopper to discuss and critique. Feed me and I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, making you an awesome writer one cut at a time. My name's Tim Clare and every episode I'm going to be delving into a novice author's first page that they've sent me and we'll be looking at ways to making it stink less. That was almost a sentence. And I've got a guest here with me this evening, uh, Anne Morgan. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Thanks yeah. very much for coming in. Yeah, not uh, at all. Me and Anne did the um, MA together at uh, UEA. Uh, some time ago now. Yeah, about 12 years ago oh now. Mm. God. <laughs> Embarrassing. I know. Um, and, uh, and, and we're both, but we're both still writing. So something has happened there, hasn't it? <laughs> um, so I thought we just might might jump into it. I might read the extract and then we can talk about it. Is that Sounds okay? good. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so this was sent to me by Dan. Thank you very much, Dan. And this extract is called Clear. They don't even have magazines anymore, just pamphlets smeared with filth. I can smell the mother with wide, sun-cracked shoulders, fat kid lolling in her armpit. Girl next to me looks vegan, pale and pointy, no smell. My jeans haven't dried properly and I smell like a banana. I try to pull into myself, tighter and tighter, but I bend back to shape like a coat hanger. Another fat mum pushchair too big, not regular either, tubes, pipes, a machine for God's sake. Baby seems chirpy though, gurgling into its raw pink chin try to look normal. I've been rehearsing my script. I can't tell them what it is and I admit I've been googling gloopy wreckages of flesh since 4am. Last week it was Impetigo, so she said, but it's Tom Crecken, room six, polite knock. He actually gets up and meets me at the door. Normally just a sullen clack of the keyboard, whiff of mint, new and keen and clean. Creamy hand soap, handshake, hint of acne himself. If you peer close enough, gnawing at the corners. No hair gel stroke wax stroke cream. Just a breezy morning fluff, shirt well ironed. This man is a fucking morning. I start my tail, just throw it right in. I get these cold sores. He stares, unflinching, bobbing my reflection in his spectacles. Last week, your colleague said it was in Patigo. I mean, not that I'd question, but he's about to stop me. Smother me, politely, with a creamy palm. Okay, so... I guess we could begin at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, what, what do we think? Well, um, it's weird, isn't it? Because it takes you a little while to realise that you're actually in a waiting room, doctor's waiting room. And there's a slight problem, I think, with the um, the magazine. There, there are a few words that cumulatively are creating a problem, I think, in these first few sentences because they, they're throwing up ideas that on their own they're innocent enough but collectively so magazines filth and then all this stuff about smell and then the jeans not drying and the banana like collectively I'm thinking it's all a bit weird and sensual and uh, pornographic and I'm thinking you know it's just throwing my brain off in completely it's, the wrong especially track especially because when we start a story right it's completely ex nihilo. Like exactly I mean 
it's funny, isn't it, when we look at these? Because I think when you submit something to a publisher, what you don't have, which a reader has when they first encounter a story, which is sometimes when you read a book, you're kind of reminded of this dual thing, is that when you come to a book in in a shop, um, it's got it's got a title, it's got a cover, yeah. it's got a blurb exactly. on the back, some of which really give away way too much. Like, um, but. And you've made a kind of, con and, and on the basis of that, perhaps you've had a recommendation. Yeah. On the basis of that, you've made this kind of loose contract with the author. But also when you hit that first... You have uh, an idea yeah. of what you're jumping into. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when we hit these, and when a, I guess an agent hits something, aside from a synopsis, they don't even know, they don't even know the name of the author to go, this is a rough genre. So really, these first sentences and the nouns contained therein carry a huge exactly. amount of semantic freight in exactly. a way that is kind of crazy, right? Exactly. I mean, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually, after reading this multiple times, know what's meant by pamphlets smeared with film. Well, I know that bothers me. I, I mean, I think I'm picturing Doctor's Waiting Room, right? I know I, I'm trying to imagine, and I guess, you know, you get that slightly when a... When a pamphlet or a magazine's been looked at too many times, you get that slightly greasy feel. Maybe it's someone's yogurt or chocolate, but it's filth. Yeah, I mean, I mean dung, <laughs> dirt from it's, the earth. It's, it's, it's kind smeared of... with filth. <laughs> that seems like... If, yeah. I, if someone said, oh, it was smeared with filth, I would assume... Yeah. I guess there's two possibilities, right? Either, like, they li literally... It's literally covered in excrement. Right? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's possibility one, right? That's what I was kind of imagining was his, his, his waiting room. And, or, and I think this might have been what's going, but I, I mean, I've had to parse it a couple of times to try mm. and alight on the most plausible explanation, which I don't think is the greatest indication of readability. But the second thing is that this character is, um, is something of... Not, I don't mean fuddy-duddy, but they're, some, they're a little bit kind of like... Well, it's a bit Victor Meldrew-ish, isn't yeah, it? This opening exactly. line, it's kind of... Yeah. And I think the whole thing about smell, he's obviously, if it is a he, it's got um, something about, you know, other people's bodies and the world that it has some sort of, I don't know, reaction. So I, I can understand in terms of characterisation, but that opening line, just to, yeah, to throw that at us without any sort of anything to grasp onto in terms of context as to where we might be, it really comes out of nowhere and it's quite disconcerting. I, yeah, and I think like with these second lines, I can smell the mother mm. with wide sun-cracked shoulders. There's something just slight... I just feel like in the execution of some of this language, there's something slightly off. Yeah. Because it's like, it, you know, even the use of the uh, of the definite article, I can mm. smell the mother. Just, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite... I'm not... Like you say, I'm not in mm. the waiting room yet yeah. so i don't i've got like some magazines i've got this this uh reference this pronoun they don't even have magazines yeah. anymore and then that? i can yeah. smell the mother yeah and then weirdly girl next to me so it's kind of yeah. where you might expect a definite article you you don't get one and it's it's a slightly weird almost slightly robotic yeah language i mean i know that it's that clipped feel that um, that Dan's going for, and I can, I can, I think it can work in certain settings, but I think here it's just a little bit overdone. Yeah, um, I think the weird actually that's that sentence no smell. Look, I love like little laconic sentences. Yeah. It's one of the joys of writing a first person yeah. narrator is you can be a bit more conversational. You can get right to the meat of it. Yeah. But um, stepping into one, I don't believe that. I don't believe that it's particularly notable that someone doesn't have a smell yeah. unless this is something about the character. But two, this is it. Yeah, it's weird to to state the absence 
mm. of something because it's like going okay imagine a smell right that's not there yeah it's, it's, it's a weird mental leap for yeah. ask you it's not it's not very evocative doctor's waiting room no aliens yeah at what point do you stop yeah. at what point are you not just jumping in and going no smell um i don't see any planes <laughs> flying through the room uh there's no there's no smooth jazz yeah. coming from this no woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah exactly what does it, yeah and it, it's, it's asking us to imagine the and smell is vague as well like smell is just like no 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 vision like yeah it's not even it's not even like there's no smell of something uh, of a specific thing like I, I, I there's no acrid tang yeah at least no no acrid tang of cigarettes so at least then you could be suggesting i've seen this person i think they're kind of a skinny vegan person because i'm hugely judgmental i imagine they spend a lot of their time smoking cigarettes um and there's no smell of cigarettes mm. and so i'm surprised because i have a stereotype in mind and that's not there at least then there would be some kind of implicit characterization, but there isn't because yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. Um, so again, so the, you brought this up, and I my jeans haven't dried properly, and I smell like a banana. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, there's there's supposed to be which you didn't do in your reading actually, Tim. Italics on the eye. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, no. So I, I so it's on oh, my jeans haven't dried properly, and I smell like a banana. Yes. I don't understand what that emphasis adds. <laughs> exactly. I think that's why I left out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does say very definitely in, in brackets, italics. So, yeah. you know, obviously, um, it, I don't know. I, I Yeah, it, that, that sentence, I think, probably of all the sentences, is one of the most enigmatic in terms of trying to make sense of it. Because it's a very in. definite simile, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it's reaching for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and do you know what you smell like most of the time? I don't know. How conscious are we of our own smells? I suppose you're conscious of your own smell if it's embarrassing, anomalous, or it has yeah. a particular... Like, if you go uh, for a job interview yeah. and you smell of sweat. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, become yeah. You very become conscious, very conscious of that, hyper-conscious yeah. of it. So That's there's true. that kind of thing. Um, but smelling like a banana... Uh, it Just with the previous thing, uh, with the previous paragraph, I get exactly what you're saying that we now have this weird lexical set it's mm. quite confused now i would say like in in uh well not in dan's defense because we aren't judging dan we're judging this piece that happens to have been written by dan but um you know there's lots of interesting nouns in this first thing yeah. lots of interesting specific nouns um pamphlets vegan shoulders banana like they are interesting arresting nouns yeah. and they're very specific yeah. i just feel like they're all, it's like the bit in like a kind of crime drama where there's like a, a, a map of the city and they put pins where all these different crimes have happened and there's like a, the the uh, investigator is, is is having a breakdown yeah. trying to see a pattern. Yeah. That's what I'm... That's exactly. how I feel that's... reading this. I'm like, I don't... How, how do this... There must be some connection between all these <laughs> nouns. And like, at the moment, I don't yeah. have one. Yeah, exactly. Um so so okay so let's uh move, move on. on a little yeah. bit so um uh can we talk yeah. about the coat hanger i'm so glad <laughs> yeah let's talk <laughs> Please about the can we, so cause... the line is i pull into myself tighter and tighter but i bend back to shape like a like a coat hanger <laughs> okay so i okay there are two things i want to talk about with this one is that okay i I spent quite a bit of time thinking about this because a coat hanger, now most coat hangers I know are either wood, plastic or metal. Now wood and plastic, if you bend them, they'll crack, obviously. Yeah. The metal ones, in my experience, you can, you know, 
manipulate them into all kinds of extraordinary shapes and they tend to hold I mean on Blue Peter didn't they used to make those whole, advent calendar uh, you know advent wreath things a yeah hanger, right? exactly you can twist it round and, and shake you know, someone in a prison exactly or and on the way here tonight in the gutter not two streets away <laughs> there is a wire coat hanger that has been completely um remodeled and I nearly picked it it's just covered in filth <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. so I, I um I didn't pick it up but I nearly brought it I believe I, I believe it is you still there trust you I'm implicitly. Sure. <laughs> I, that is that's exactly what I it so as a simile it doesn't work because that's not how and again unless I have to do such mental backflips to make that work I'm like mm. okay are we in another is this science fiction or we're in a world where there are a new type of coat hanger yeah you know, because sometimes in sf like there's these little bits of incluing where you have a door yeah you know the classic example is the door iris open yeah and you go oh that's a, i don't think doors do that and actually the, the author is saying to you hey this is a world where we have doors that, that, that open from the middle and then you go ah, oh, and you pick it up and you slowly pick it up yeah. i don't i think that is a big stretch to think that's what's hanging happening here yeah unless it would only be if you were very slightly bending it like if you were lightly but you you know, yeah. Just yeah not, I pull into myself tighter exactly. and tighter. That's yeah, real yeah, that's real pressure. Yeah. So, I mean, like, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it could be like... A, so you said you had two issues with that. Well, that was it, the oh, plastic right. and the wood. And okay, the, there the, was the, just the different materials. Yeah, yeah, so my, I've, got, uh, I've got a second one I'd like Go to bring on, up. And that it. is just that I think you've got to be very careful about the frequency of similes and metaphors. Absolutely. And we've and I think just two back to back that are pulling in completely different directions. My jeans haven't dried properly and I smell like a banana. I try to pull into myself tighter and tighter, but I bend back to shape like a coat hanger. Yeah. Now it doesn't sound on the face of it too egregious, but those I just feel like are, uh, when you get to a certain density of similes or metaphors. Uh, you start to obscure where you were trying to enlighten. Absolutely. Right? And I, also one that doesn't actually help explain the meaning gets in the way. It just gets in the way. And, and it's it, like going, here's a thing. Here's a thing that's not that thing, but might remind you. Can't we pretend? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, the coat hanger has to go. Um, I, I, yeah. I, think... I completely understand it because I've done it many times myself. I've written a simile that I like the feel of or the rhythm of or something. It, the rhythm feels good. And then when you read back over it, you think that actually it's doesn't work. It doesn't work, does it? And it's such a um, shame. And like, yeah. <laughs> the ones that I cling on to because I'm like, come on. Yeah. Let's make I really it work. want that to be true, yeah. but it just isn't. And it's, um, you know, like the actual, you know, like actually the flow of that sentence sounds fine. And I, I like, you know, I, I would will say that I do like that that sentence is giving us some kind of like emotional tone to yeah. it. We're, give, we're getting some sense of there's stakes. That's that's fine. That, I don't have a problem with that. It's just, it just it's just, it's just, Kind of, it's kind of nonsense. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. So uh, another fat mum push chair too big, not regular either. Tubes, pipes, a machine for God's sake. <laughs> Do you know what that is? About? I have no idea. Is that the mum? He's got tubes and pipes. Um, is she actually a machine for God's sake? Um, when so is it the push chair that's got tubes and pipes? Maybe could it be? Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I. That's what the following sentence leads me to think because it baby seems seems chirpy though so i assume that the tube, tubes and pipes are attached to the baby um by virtue of Gosh. reading that that following sentence yeah. but to have to have the tubes and the pipes there first unattached in this mm. mysterious room that we don't even know what it is yet and then a baby appears and you think oh yes it must be connected you're asking the reader to do a lot of work there 
Um, yeah, and so like to give the counter argument, I don't. It's not that I disagree. Okay. So, I oft, often people. I, I mean, I read a lot of SF and I don't understand what the fuck is going on, okay? So, like, I just it's to establish so that it. clearly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that this is something that if if somebody was deeply SF literate and it's like trying... I'm not saying that. What I think, though, is I do get the... Maybe what Dan's going for here is to introduce these kind of weird, anom mm. anomalous things that, that cl in, maybe... I don't know it when I, I literally don't know if this is supposed to be science fiction, but if it is, for example, then I can see how you just try and throw these bits in and the reader goes, hey, I don't know what's going on, and it's supposed to intrigue them. But the thing yeah. is, tubes and pipes and machine, it's too ambiguous. It, it's mm. not... In, in some ways, it's not... It's not blocked out as weird enough, so I go, okay, that's a weird thing I don't understand about yeah. this world. I'm intrigued. I just, it feels ambiguous rather than intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I kind of read it as a sort of, yeah, as you say, it's it's not it's not weird enough, and therefore I read it as that it must be some toddler with a, a severe medical condition mm. that has a machine that has to come with them, and and this narrator is very unsympathetic to that, and therefore, you know, being quite kind of harsh about the way that he she describes it or he tom Crecken describes mm. it um but um yeah it but it for me it was uh yeah you, you i completely take the point about you know if it is the sci-fi world although there's googling in the next in the next yeah bit, so i'm it's, it can't be too far from it where we for are our reality exactly on. yeah I, I think also maybe just because i i've because there's like two, it's emphasised that there's two mothers in here as well. I'm mm. not, it's not quite clear to me what kind of ward this is. Mm. I mean, again, you know, it's it's up to the reader. We, I just, I just feel a bit, a bit, a bit stuck. So, um, let's let's move on. I've been rehearsing my script. I can't tell them what it is, and I and admit I've been googling gloopy wreckages of flesh since four a.m. Last week it was. In Pitaigo, so she said. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, I think you are. I think I actually looked it up on Google. Um, pronounce you can you, you can get a thing right because I always want to say in Pitaigo, but they think it's in Pitaigo. Well, I'm, so. I, 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 I learn. People let me know when I've mispronounced things, and I, I'm, I'm glad for that. It's the, it's the great middle class shame, isn't it? Mispronounce, mispronouncing. Words. Kinoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, what do we think about this next bit? Well, part of me really likes the sudden violence of the the wreckages of flesh, mm. gloopy wreckages of flesh. Like that, that is actually the first for me really interesting, like a really interesting thing in this. Mm. In that, suddenly the register is like, whoa, you yeah. know, whoa, there's something is going on here. This isn't just. But um, it's a little bit again. It's 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 back to that kind of crime scene notice board. There's just so much going on that isn't quite so many connections to make that don't quite seem to sit together and yeah I, I so I like the fact that we've got once we get to try to look normal I've been rehearsing my script I can't mm. tell them what it is and admit so at that there's something at stake and I'm much more on board with this quite misanthropic character yeah um because I you know they've got something to be 
glum about mm. to put it very mildly, right? So you're kind of like, yeah, 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 okay, okay. There's something at stake, yeah. which makes us much more engaged with any character. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. even if they're like, you know, you can have kind of reprehensible yeah. characters, but if they're kind of like raggedly sort of running through the streets being chased by kind of like a mob with dogs shooting at them, suddenly you're kind of like, you can't help but kind of root for them a little bit because you're inside their head. Yeah. Um. So that, I mean, I this was the first bit that I got I started to feel like actually engaged yeah. because it wasn't just it wasn't just like this kind of reaching for kind of gritty kind of like uh, this damn, damn dirty world kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I, you're a person who's in trouble, yeah, who's yeah. scared, who's going Got to see a doctor, to right? Yeah. Like most of us can at some level empathise with that, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, people, everyone's been to the doctor or been to the hospital and been nervous. So we're, we're I'm on board there. I But like you say, it's just so over the place that I don't know where to locate myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit kind of Patrick Bateman, you know, kind of the gloopy wreckages of flesh. It's that kind of very banal reality and then suddenly, boom, mm. like the real violence creeps in and then it it's back to Impetigo. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, some people will love and some will hate. Um, and I think that kind of... Yeah, I, I think it's certainly, um, it, it commit, it, you know, you're committing yourself to a certain voice there, but I think that's... I, th- I think you know establishing a voice and tone is is, is is one thing. I've often got some tastes, but I think the piece, you know, I think the piece is what it is, and I think that is if that's the tone you're going for, if that's the voice, and if it can be very glib about like quite distressing things, yeah. that's fine. As long as that glibness doesn't obscure what you're talking about to such an extent that I have no idea what the stakes are. Yeah, that's exactly. maybe what's going that's on. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll just let's just uh, do this this bit that I, I I did quite a bad read of, but um, polite knock. He actually gets up and meets me at the door. Normally, just a sullen clack of the keyboard, whiff of mint, new and keen, and clean. I'll just read the whole thing. Um, creamy hand soap, handshake, hint of acne himself. If you peer close enough, gnawing at the corners. No hair gel, stroke wax, stroke cream. Um, just a breezy morning fluff. Shirt well ironed. This man is a fucking morning. Um, yeah, the morning for me is a massive problem because everyone has different mornings, don't they? I mean, you know, one man's sunny delight is another man's hair of the dog. It's yeah. Kind of, you know, what does that mean? Um, so I don't, to me, that's that's a problem. I mean, yeah. That's funny because now I reread that with that in mind. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. On a first read through, I think on just from sheer brio, I read that and was like, yep. Yeah. Oh, cool! I, I, I like, like that. It. It, yeah. yeah, it felt like it had a rhythm that kind of yeah. like you were talking about with similes yeah, that yeah. makes sense or don't. It felt like it made yeah. sense. Now I'm back. Th- I know what you mean. This man is a. So I think this man is a fucking something. Insert noun that's better than morning. There, that's exactly the rhythm. It, it feels be... like there's something that can work there, but it's not quite morning. Yeah, I agree with um, you. I think you're absolutely right. I really like though hand soap, handshake, the rhythm of that. I don't like creamy so much that because that, that gives me a little bit of a problem because I think this character is so has been set up to be quite squeamish yeah. about things, and so I think would hate the idea of creaminess on hands. Mm. Um, but hand soap, handshake, I really like that the rhythm of that. Yeah, I think creamy hand soap might be a little. Uh, bit putting a hat on a hat as well like hand yeah. soap is creamy you don't need to yeah, add that adjective exactly. it just reinforces what we already and also because the creamy palm of the last line is a really nasty mm. image yeah yeah it is <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah so, oh yeah so the repetition yeah is yeah, yeah um and and so uh, uh let's just do this last bit i i just start my tail just throw it right in i get these cold sores 
I, he stares unflinching, bobbing my reflection in his spectacles. Last week, your colleague said it was impetigo. I mean, not that I'd question, but he's about to stop me. Smother me politely with a creamy palm. I really like bobbing my reflection in his spectacles. Mm. I think that's really good. That's great. Um, the yeah, the, I get these cold sores. It's funny. It's a really kind of pathetic. Hmm. Sort of after we've been building up to all this drama, I I start my tail to just throw it right in. I get these cold sores. It's I mean I actually quite like it for mm. for its bathos. But it's again, it's that like really don't know where are we going. I mean, what's the? I have a um, I have a, a possibly controversial Go on. Uh, suggestion, which is that. I wonder whether this piece would work, whether, you know, we tend to sometimes write our way into narratives. Mm. I wonder what would what it would look like if we opened this piece with, I start my tale, just throw it right in. I get these cold sores. Mm. The doctor stares unflinching, because I'm assuming this is a doctor, it's not said, right? But that immediately, we know, yeah. unflinching, bobbing my reflection in his spectacles. Last week, your colleague said it was in Patigo. I mean, not that I'd question, but he's about to stop me. Smother me politely with a creamy palm, right? So then I wonder if that's where the story begins. Interesting. That, I, I know I, like I'm, I yeah. might be stepping, overstepping my remit there, but that's just, I felt like a lot of the beginning bit was uh, like drum roll, but maybe... Yeah, yeah, coughing, clearing yeah. the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. 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 Um, nice. Cool. Okay, Um. so uh, thank you very much for sending that in, Dan. Uh if anyone else would like to send in some work, I know you're out there, then you can go on my website, timclairpoet.co.uk. There's a contact me link on the right-hand side, or you can click in the show notes uh, for our submission guidelines. Would love to have some of your work. Please share the show if you enjoy it and you think it would benefit other writers. Aside from that, until next episode, have a lovely week and keep writing.